This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, 2.34 on a Monday afternoon. Rob Breckenridge with you. Angela Cocott is Calgary today for your drive home following the 3 o'clock news. We'll have more time for your calls and your texts as well here at 403-974-8255. That's 974-TALK. Now, Friday is Hurricane Harvey's bearing down on Texas. Late Friday afternoon, in fact, U.S. President Donald Trump chose that moment to announce his first presidential pardon. And it was for notorious, shall we say, Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who's now 85 years old. He's a well-known guy, and his name has come up a lot over the years. And I think maybe people who don't know a lot about the specifics of Joe Arpaio's record see him as, you know, a tough-on-crime kind of guy. He's not going to coddle bad guys, not going to coddle prisoners. And I've heard over the years, boy, maybe we need more people like Sheriff Joe around. You know, maybe our prisons need to be a little tougher. Maybe we could learn a bit from that guy. And so maybe it's for those kinds of reasons that, that Donald Trump seems to have an affinity for this guy. But when you look at what he's been involved in, the controversies he's been involved in, the reason he needed a presidential pardon in the first place, it's really quite shocking. There was a, a Twitter thread over the weekend that went viral from the Phoenix New Times. And they've been covering Joe Arpaio for a very long time. And when you read through this thread and you read through all of these stories, it's really quite shocking. Joining us to talk a bit more about uh, all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program Stuart Warner, who's editor-in-chief of the Phoenix New Times, phoenixnewtimes.com. Stuart, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been an interesting weekend. I'll bet it has. Now, we had some indication. I know there have been stories that, that Trump had been considering this pardon. Uh, so maybe you know, it didn't come up totally out of the blue, but were you still surprised when you first heard it on Friday? I guess not. I mean, it, it, you know, he, Trump was here Tuesday night last week, and he, he almost made it clear that the only reason he didn't pardon him then was because all his advisors told him not to cause a controversy. So he waits until Friday. But we were pretty sure uh, at that point he was, uh, he was going to issue a pardon, and, and we were reasonably prepared for it. Uh, the uh, you know didn't didn't you know Friday at five we thought we were done but the, I guess we should never we've learned uh, especially in this administration the, the Friday surprises are going to be uh, quite frequent. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and by the way, now <laughs> we we hear today that uh, Joe Arpaio is is now talking about uh, a political run, maybe challenging uh, Republican Senator Jeff Flake. That's you know he'll say anything to get attention. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he got crushed uh, uh, in, the, in the race for sheriff um, this week. Only 21 percent, a poll conducted last week, only 21 percent of Arizonans thought he should get a part. So his popularity here, he, he, he he's never been as popular here as he is with uh, among conservatives outside. Maybe early, and he struggled to win the last couple of elections before that. Right. Um, he is an affable guy. You know, I first time I met him, I, the reporter I went with said, now I'm going to warn you, you're going to like him. Uh, and, and he was right. I, you know, it was hard. He's like your grandfather, you know, the warm, cuddly, fuzzy guy uh, you know, who goes outside and beats the dog when, uh, after he leaves. Yeah, but, no kidding. Uh, 
Well, and, and I guess, I mean, it's worth noting here, too. I mean, he's got the presidential pardon on this conviction we can talk about, but he's still facing some, some civil lawsuits on top of all the other lawsuits uh, in the millions he's already cost taxpayers. Yeah, he's, it's been just con- all the uh, by the last count that, that we had, it was almost $150 million, but it's been either paid out in legal fees and lawsuits, and that's above in what insurance companies have paid uh, on some of these uh, settlements. Uh, and, and it should know, in, in full disclosure, uh, the New Times editor, former editor and former publisher uh, received a $3.5 million uh, settlement from him. They, uh, Arpaio had his deputies arrest them at their homes in the middle of the night on a misdemeanor yeah. charge a number of years ago. It's crazy. So the, the pardon itself applies to this uh, contempt of court conviction, right? Yes. And wh- yes. what does that stem from? That's from uh, 10 years of ignoring a judge's, a Republican judge, by the way, a Republican judge's order to stop profiling, racial profiling, uh, uh, by his deputies, and he just just ignored it and uh, said that the, 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 the wording wasn't clear. Yeah, how clear is how clear does stop racial profiling have to be? Uh, if you read the, the judge's uh, uh, orders, I mean, it, it was very clear that he was told what to do, and then he thought that he was above the law, and they had him on tape saying that he didn't have to uh, obey the order. Uh, so it was pretty much a slam dunk, although it was a, a bench trial, and so his attorneys were trying to say he deserves a jury trial. And I wouldn't be surprised if they still want to clear his name and try to get a jury trial so we can spend just a few more taxpayer dollars yeah. on this case. But, I mean, and just to be clear, that, that when you talk about racial profiling, the finding was, I mean, this is a pretty clear violation, I mean, of, of the Constitution, right, Fourth Amendment. Oh, yeah. My, one of my reporters, uh, I also worked at the Arizona Republic, uh, was on a ride-along with his deputies, and they were going to a town called uh, Guadalupe, Guadalupe, which is found almost, it's almost all uh, Yaqui Indians. And he would stop, they would stop them you know, <laughs> and make them, try to make them show the papers. Now, these are people, Native Americans, who've been here a lot longer than you and I, but yeah, uh, anybody, but it's it's it was just they would stop anybody, no matter what you look like, and it's a it's a uh, an uncomfortable, very uncomfortable feeling, even if you're legal uh, in this country. And I've had it happen to me, uh, and uh, not not here, but in other places, somebody you know get arrested for walking while looking Hispanic. Uh, yeah. So it's a. Uh, uh, it, it, it put fear. I mean, it, it also caused, uh, you know, while the rest of the country was going through a, a housing crisis at that time, it was uh, uh, just amplified here because so many any people, people with, who were a very important part of the economy, the Hispanic people who were legal, many of them left. Why would you want to subject yourself to that kind of treatment? Uh, other uh, states refused to do business with us. Uh, because of this, because of the, the SB 1070 rule. And in fairness to Sheriff Joe, he did not pass the rules, passed by the legislature, which signed by the governor, but he became the face of it. He saw that as a way to uh, give himself more publicity, and uh, he milked every uh, ounce of it he could. Right, and, and he has a history of that. One of the stories that, that I read about over the weekend that, that I hadn't heard about, and, and it just... 
it, it seems beyond belief. So he concocted a, an imaginary uh, assassination attempt, tried to make it look like someone had tried to kill him. He went so far as to frame somebody for that, uh, someone who was later compensated, well, it was over a million dollars for the whole thing, right? Yeah, well, and that was, again, that was a million was just what the taxpayer paid. There was a, a larger settlement that came from the insurance company as well for that one. So I think the final total was may, may have been three or four million when he got. Just, uh, and, and it's not that the sheriff's deputies or his or their colleagues were actually buying the bomb parts and trying to set this guy up. Uh, and just all to make it look like uh, Sheriff Joe was the toughest sheriff in America and he would. You know, even if people were trying to assassinate him, he'd stand up to them. So that a lot, I mean, that's just a crazy abuse of power. And yet, you know, he, he skated through that. He skated through so many of these kinds of controversies. How did he do it? Um, again, people loved him, especially the retire. We have a lot of retirees here um, and people who, you know, they, they prey on fear. And they, 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 it's a time when the, they're, the immigration problem. Well, it was a problem. I mean, there were thousands and thousands sure. of immigrants coming across the border illegally, and they just—they all there was a, they're nativists, that's what we refer to them here. Uh, they just fell in line behind him. Now, fortunately, probably you know we also have a huge number of huge influx every year of Canadians yep. uh, who come through here. Uh, they fortunately didn't. Uh, Faced a lot of that because it was harder to pick them out uh, from the uh, from the rest of us. But I understand even even many Canadians have gotten upset with the system and just decided not to come back or not you know to left their part time homes. I have a friend who just said, "I'm not not going to do it anymore," uh, because the attitude here is just there's so much of that still president, especially since uh, the election of the president. Well, talk about the prisons he oversaw, because, and, and that was you know, part of his reputation, that, you know, if you were in one of Sheriff Joe's prisons, it, it wasn't it wasn't fun. It was no picnic. You were doing hard time, but it was more than just hard time. I mean, people died in really concerning numbers in these prisons. They've been called concentration camps, in fact. But he even referred, he was on, on video referring to it as a con his concentration camp. Uh, they kept him outside. I mean, the, the summers are brutal here. This tent city. I mean, there's no air conditioning, no fans, no anything for the people staying in these tent cities. I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced Arizona heat, but it is, uh, uh, even at night, it never cools off. Um, and, and in fairness, the, the, the new sheriff hasn't totally gotten rid of the tent city either. But uh, we had examples where the, one of the most uh, of that string, the one I hadn't read before, uh, was the uh, quadriplegic man who would bang on his cell door to get uh, try to get the jailer to give him a, a catheter so he could use the bathroom. And they punished him for that and broke his neck. Uh, uh, we had a, a pregnant uh, pregnant woman. One of them was forced to give birth while in shackles. The other, they refused to get her to a hospital for four hours, take her to the hospital. Baby died from internal bleeding. Uh, uh, and the baby could have been saved had she got uh, uh, immediate care. Uh, the, some of the other ones, that there's, there's a, we never could document their... Former editor Michael Lacey tried to document the number of hangings and the prisoners who've hung themselves in jails just because of the treatment, but you know it was a disproportionate number of uh, deaths at, at the jails.
it's just it, it was uh, uh, he knew that people didn't care about people who were in jail, so except the people you know who care for for them, their families. And it was it was popular to be seen tough tough on crime. These guys, but uh, you know, country clubs don't commit the crime. Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, and sure, he's got the, the tough on crime reputation. I get that, but I mean, there's the, there's one of the other stories I read that it found that during a three year period, Arpaio's office was found that they did not properly investigate more than four hundred alleged sex crimes, many of them involving yeah. child molestation. So, how is someone who's tough on crime letting all of this kind of stuff, serious crimes, be basically falling through the cracks? Because those crimes didn't get high, the high profile. That he got for he so he took the money and the time you know, from his deputies and and uh, moved it to immigration enforcement because that's what was getting all the publicity and so the, the money that had been allocated in the deputies' times that was supposed to be allocated for these communities because some of them purchased uh, co- uh, uh, coverage from the from the sheriff's department from the smaller communities who don't have their own police department he was not, instead of giving them the uh, time that they needed. He was devoting it to his immigration crusade. Unbelievable. So what do you make then of the pardon? What is what is Trump signaling or what is he trying to accomplish? I don't, you know, uh, of course, you know, Arpaio was the, the original, uh, was part of the birther conspiracy. Yeah, he was yeah. Trump's biggest supporter. He even sent a deputy to Hawaii uh, trying to uncover the... Uh, at, at our expense, of course. Yeah, taxpayers' uh, expense, once again. And so they've been sort of soulmates since then. Arpaio was the first one to come out, uh, first politician really to come out for Trump when, and when he held, held his first rally here um, in 2015. And so he, I guess he felt, uh, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're uh, kindred souls, these two. And, and plus, plus, I think it also helps deflect from everything else that's going on in this country. Uh, but he knows that appeal, uh, Sheriff Joe Steele appeals to Donald Trump's base. The people, those people, people who love Donald Trump love Sheriff Joe. And so he could placate them, make them happy by helping Sheriff, this poor old 85-year-old grandfather. Yeah. Well, you know, as we say, there's a lot more to the story. Uh, much more at phoenixnewtimes.com, also on Twitter at Phoenix New Times. Stuart, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate this. Okay. One thing I, like I could mention, the one thing I was really pleased this weekend, like, the thread went viral, yep. and both Monica Lewinsky and Chelsea Clinton retweeted <laughs> it. So right. we, we brought them together on, on one issue. So we, love that. we were quite pleased. Yeah, 141,000 retweets. Uh, last check like here. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All right, Stuart, thanks again. Appreciate this. Okay, thanks Take for care. having me on. All right, that's Stuart Warner, editor-in-chief of the Phoenix New Times, phoenixnewtimes.com. That's Sheriff Joe, flagrant violator of the Constitution, overseeing these torture chambers, essentially. Someone who framed somebody for a phony assassination plot that he made up. And you look at all of the lawsuits that have arisen from everything he's done over the years and how taxpayers have been hammered by this guy, this flagrant violation of the law, just a reckless abuse of power. Why would anybody on the right want anything to do with this guy? It's beyond me. Anyway, 403-974-TALK is our number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.